podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to a I don't even know what this is. It was it was it when I first messaged Lewis about this weeks ago, this was supposed to be a Chelsea preview. I don't know what this is about to turn into. We're still gonna obviously preview the game, but this is a crazy stream now. We've got a lot to discuss, um, which I'm obviously gonna introduce our guest first of all, Lewis, aka Carefree Lewis. You guys have probably seen him all over YouTube and Twitter and all of that, but yeah, thanks for jumping on the channel, mate. How are you? Big up, my guys. Blessed to be on the channel. Excited. Very excited for the game. That's not to say that we're going to just walk through you guys. It's just a very long way from last season. And right now, that's enough for me. But it's a pleasure to be on. Big up, everybody. Let's get into it. Absolutely, mate. You've already got some love for some uh, Chelsea fans in the comments. Uh, big up, man, like Lewis. Kiff, big up, OG. Know. My guy. Yeah, and by the way, anyone in here that has seen like if there's any more Chelsea fans, let's be nice. Yeah, let's be let's treat our guests with uh with respect. Um and uh we'll all get along just fine. Um uh, obviously we're back with the regular Elliot. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Intrigued to see what everyone's got to say about the events yeah. of today. So I'm sure we'll get into it. <laughs> Absolutely. And Tom Little, how are you, my friend? I am someone who has been shamelessly dragged straight into the Moises Caicedo saga. So my feelings solely depend on if we put in an acceptable bid or not absolutely but before we get any further i must shout out our channel sponsors who do an amazing job with sponsoring the podcast uh it's your foot card if you guys want to go out there get yourself a personalized foot card you can put yourself on it you can put football players on it who knows you guys might be putting moises caicedo on it by the end of tonight um I would hold on on to that one for just a few more moments until we find out anything else. But yeah, make sure you check out the guys in the description down below. Uh, TAT Pod for 15% off any order. They do player illustration or everything. The new card design for the new game is also going to be coming on there really, really, really soon. Um, so Lewis, we're going to get straight into it, mate. We're coming straight to you. Let's go back to the start of this whole craziness, okay? It was last night. I think it was about 10 o'clock. Um, we had absolute meltdowns all over the timeline because Chelsea doing what Chelsea do at the minute was dropping a lot of money on players left, right and centre. Um, supposedly put in a bid that was better than ours and the closest actually to what Southampton want for um, Romeo Lavia, 48 million. We didn't know at the time if it was accepted or rejected. It's apparently been rejected. And then today, Liverpool have now gone into Moises Caicedo. We're going to bid. Apparently Fabricio is saying it. Paul Joyce is saying it. Where are you at with all of this situation, mate? With Lavia, Caicedo, you guys have been chasing Caicedo for a long time now. So just talk us through it, mate. Where's your head at regarding the Chelsea side of things? You you guys just confuse me. That's why it is. Because if you guys can put the 100 million down for Caicedo, I'm thinking, why don't you just get the Lavia situation just sorted and you have a player ready for the match on Sunday? Because Chelsea, I think Chelsea will genuinely take both of them. Like, we, we're not just dropping a £48 million bid as a joke. Like, if we're doing that, we actually want to get the player. So, from your perspective, you clearly have the money for it if you're even going to entertain Caicedo. Why have you just gone and got um, Lavia through? Like, that's that's the only confusing part of it. From Chelsea, I get it. 
Like, we need more midfield reinforcement. If you want to go and get both of them, I'm not complaining. That strengthens our team massively. It's just more confusion on your ends, personally. Yeah, and with with us in the in the pipeline now for Caicedo, you know, this talk from the most reliable journalists in the world, the only one I've not seen talking yet is David Ornstein, that Liverpool are going to bid for him. Is that something you're worried about or are you still confident that Chelsea will get him after doing all this groundwork on him? I need to see the bid before I say anything. If you guys drop a bid, then again, you're not dropping that to take the piss. You're doing that to be serious. So mm -hmm. until then, no, I feel like it's not even a briefing from your end. I feel like it's more from Brighton, if anything, because they just want us to raise our price a little bit. Until I see a bid from you guys, I don't really feel that worried about it. But if you guys drop a bid, then yeah. Yeah, then I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice, wouldn't it? And Tom, we'll go straight to you, mate, because me and Elliot have spoken about Lavia for about too much, five weeks too now. Much. <laughs> um, don't know if we've spoken about Caicedo too much because that's always seemed a bit of a pipe dream for us. But I'll ask you the same question, mate. Just talk us through it. Where's your head at? Where do you see this ending? Are you in? Are you fully invested? Because I'm not. I've told myself, Ben, no, you've done this before. Chua many, Bellingham, been heartbroken both times. I'm not getting invested in this one. Tom, I know you. I know how you roll. Um, you're probably all guns blazing, right? I must be a masochist because I, I, I must enjoy the pain <laughs> that comes from losing out on these transfer targets. Apparently, Fabrizio has tweeted out that it has to be sorted tonight. Brighton want it sorted tonight. They'll accept an offer tonight. So, I have no idea what to expect. About 24 hours ago, Mayeb was gone because we spent five weeks on Romeo Lavier and being outbid. Now, apparently, we could be in for Moises Caicedo, who I think would be <laughs> a much better fit. And we could hijack the deal, and we've got the funds there for the deal. The one thing I will say is don't try and understand this football club and how they operate with transfers. Yeah. We won't pay the five million for Lavi, but we'll pay an extra fifty-five for Caicedo. It's a mad thing trying to understand this football club. Ultimately, I would have much preferred everything to get done sooner because we are going to Stamford Bridge with Curtis Jones at DM, which is not a good look. As much as I love Curtis, it's not a good look to have him at DM at Stamford Bridge. But if we can get it sorted and we're able to get Caicedo over the line, and you end up looking at a situation where our midfield going into the season is now Sobersly, Caicedo, McAllister with Trent and Verton. That's suddenly one of the better midfields in the league. It really, really is. It's, it's got everything you'd want. Do I think it'll happen? I think it solely depends on if we've managed to convince Caicedo, which I'd be very shocked if we've managed to do in 24 hours. Unless Jorg's got some banging knock-knock jokes, which Todd Bowley does. <laughs> like... It's going to be very hard to do because I just see with the way Chelsea have operated, if we were to put in a £95 million bid, I just think Chelsea match that. I think Chelsea will go to whatever number we say we can go to and then they'll, they'll get him. It, I, I'm in it because, God, I want it to be true. But yeah. is it likely? Most likely not. But if it was, just if it was, it would be so good having Caicedo and Trent together, McAllister and Sobberstein in front of them, Gakpo, Saleh, whoever on the left, because we don't know who's on the left yet. You know, it's just, oh, it would be so good. The The big thing is, though, the, the one minor worry, and it, it's only minor because I, I do believe that the club will sort out. If you go and spend 100 mil on uh, Caicedo, what 
is the centre back situation going to look like? Oh, then? if we if we get Caicedo, nothing else happens. That's that's done. That's the window. Then, then, then there's a real concern that we're going to be playing a back two for the majority of the season because Andrew Robertson is bombing on a lot. And I believe it's attack. I don't believe this. This is not anything against Rob against Robertson. I believe he's being told to do that by Klopp. Yeah. But that's not a smart tactical decision. Back twos don't work in football. You're up against front threes most of the time, so you'd mm. be asking a lot of. You'd be asking Caicedo to do a lot of work if he was to come in. Lavius do a lot of work. God forbid, Curtis Jones did a lot of work covering everyone. It's, ju- it's just my concern that you can't leave centre-back unaddressed. It doesn't need to be a world-beater, but I need someone in there who can just hold down the force in these tough games. Yeah. No, I, I completely get what you're saying. And guys, before we get Elliot involved and we talk about everything else, there is 186 of you in here right now. So please make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. For likes on YouTube is the most important thing. It helps us out absolutely massively. So please make sure you do that. Subscribe to the channel. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we've got a great stream for tonight. So Elliot, coming back to you, mate, I'm just going to bring up a comment that somebody just mentioned. Um, here it is from T. Shout out T. We have no money for Jude Bellingham, which apparently this week it's come out saying that we pulled out of Jude Bellingham because of the finances. But now we've supposedly have, a, well, Brighton want 100 mil for Caicedo. So, how does that work out, mate? I don't believe that we didn't have the money for him. I think Liverpool always had the money for Bellingham, but they did not anticipate the absolute shambles of a season. We just came off and realised that one midfielder does not help. It was a need to be three. So, listen, they've spent the money on two, so you can say the funds have gone already, but they've just recouped mm. some money from two of the most senior midfielders leaving. So, I, I think... The money can be there for not a hundred million front structured deals. Liverpool love them. I think that would make sense. Um, but <laughs> none of it really does make sense anyway when, when you look at the larger scale because of the Lavia hmm. thing. But it's almost like Liverpool and Chelsea are trying to push each other to the limit because they're coming in for Liverpool's target and vice versa. So it's a bit of a weird one. But I think the Lavia thing with the valuation, I just think it, it makes sense. It doesn't, but it does the way Liverpool want to be weird. It's almost like it's a principal thing where they went to Southampton. We do not value him at 50 million, but we're going to try and get him anyway. But we're not, you're not going to win this battle, even though it would mean Liverpool don't get him. But they know Caicedo's worth in 1995. That's what it seems. So they're happy to do it. But uh, I think the money's the money is there. I mean, that's today has confirmed that. I mean, I don't, we're not stupid. We know the money's there. It, it, it's they just sold two of the players for 50 million combined, as well as whatever money they had. The money's definitely there. I don't think anyone can really, you know, dismiss that, any, especially now after today. Yeah, absolutely. It just seems like the worst game of chicken. Like, it, it's it's mad. It's the maddest game of chess. And we're trying to taunt them, and it could end up if we just get each other's targets. Yeah, it's mad. It's really, yeah. it's come weird. On, come on. Coming back to, to Lewis, I mean, like I said, you've been doing all this work on Caicedo for a long time. I think you had a bid in, was it January rejected from Brighton? So clearly... No, that was on. Arsenal. Was that Arsenal? Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. So I think, how long does your interest go back then for Caicedo? Because it does seem like every time somebody's mentioned Caicedo for the last however many months, everyone's just like, oh yeah, he'll be going Chelsea. So for you now, mate, if you... If you ended up, and I don't mean ended up in a bad way because Romeo Lavia is still a brilliant player, but if it did end up roles reversing and you got Lavia and we got Caicedo, how how would you feel about that? Is that a disaster on your side or would you still be happy with that? Depends on the amount Liverpool get him for. 
but it would be annoying. I won't I won't even try and lie about that. If it was around a hundred million or something, then clearly Chelsea just didn't want to go to that amount, and that's been the stance the whole summer. So I can't really be annoyed about that when I've been justifying that the whole summer. They want him at around 80 to 90 million. Fair enough if you don't want to get bent over. If it means Liverpool come in and take him, it's annoying. I want both Lavia and Caicedo, though, so I'm happy taking your target. So it goes both ways. If Caicedo ends up at Liverpool, it's annoying, but nothing past that. I'm not really going to sit here and be bitter towards Todd Bowley about it because I understood from the start they have a certain valuation of him. And that's it. Yeah, no, I agree. Look, that, that's you similar to what we've for them. You, you could leave one for us, you know. You've got Tyler Adams as well. Like, <laughs> you don't Sorry, man, you finished 12th. Like, this greedy season. We need everybody. Yeah, I mean... You can have Gallagher, though. Connor Gallagher's no, for no, 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 no. I, I, you know what? I, 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 I like no, that no, idea, no, no. but don't, I'm going to pass on that. I'll go for Curtis Jones instead or McConnell. Don't you know, Sterling back. I look, I convinced myself at one point I would take no. Mason Mount, and that's the you know, that's something that I look back on with great shame. I mean, I, I've heard Lewis, you, you, you're a big Mason Mount advocate, to be fair. So, um, no, no, you, well, you're not. No. That was no. somebody else. Then I was somebody replied to that on Twitter. Then on to, to my on tweet what? when I announced that he was coming on the someone on said the I was Twitter. a Mount fan. Maybe they were taking the mic then. Just straight sure. lying on my name. Maybe oh they were taking gosh. the mic then. Maybe they were taking That's the mic. Poor. Um, yeah. No, I'm glad we're rid of him. Like, he was not worth the daily discussion about whether he's going to re-sign or not. People treat him like yeah. he was Eden Hazard. No, you're Mason Mount. You can't pass forward. I'm good. <laughs> Just talking about the rest of the window then briefly. I mean, he probably will come back to Kaiser and love you. And, you know, we never know. We could get some breaking news coming in straight away uh, from these journalists any moment now. Um, but I just want to reflect on both clubs' windows so far and just sort of get an idea of where both clubs are at, to be honest. And um, I think you've signed six players or seven players. Um, obviously, the main one that everyone's been going on about for a long time and Kunku, which is absolutely terrible news that he's now out for a very long time. So mm. how would you assess your window so far of all those players you've brought in and Kunku, Jackson, all the guys you've brought in? Um, and yeah, what else needs to happen in your eyes for Chelsea to get back to where they were, you know, sort of top four minimum, com- and then you know, maybe in the next however many seasons competing back again for the league? It's a seven and a half out of ten already, just based off the clear out alone. Um, no more mounts, no more havocs means it's a seven out of ten minimum. All just depends on who we bring in now. But all of the youth players, I see the vision with them or they're already exceeding my expectations. It's mostly the players that are still here that are annoying me at this point. Pochettino looks to be doing an amazing job with the players already. Need to see what it's like with um, Premier League fitness. But they've done it against Premier League teams in pre-season as well. So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, very good window. I'd say seven and a half out at a minimum. I'm very excited with where Chelsea could be this season. Yeah, and I think when you look back on how many players you did bring in last season as well, there wasn't really <laughs> that that much need to to go crazy again. I mean, that you signed five or six, but I'm not sure how many of those are going to start straight away. I mean, you'll know more than me. But um, Tom, couple. coming back to yeah, a couple will will get in straight away. But Tom, just coming back to you, mate. I don't even need to ask about our window. We've spoken about it so many times on this channel. It started off with so much promise getting to Boslai, McAllister. You know, everyone's like, oh, we get those two boxed off. Then we get the DM. And this was before Fabinho went, by the way. And then we get a centre-back 
Um, yeah, it's not gone to plan so far, has it, mate? Um, we are the only football club that could manage to complete two thirds of their rebuild by the first day, and then spend five weeks to not even get the third one in. And it's not like that. This is the thing I'll always say. The part that gets me of all this is they knew Fabinho and Henderson were going for a while. It wasn't like the Saudi bid came in and a day later Fabinho was on the plane and he was gone. Yeah. The Saudi bid came in. We negotiated for a bit. That took about a week. Then his dogs were apparently banned from the country. And then there was about <laughs> 17 other things that kicked off that stopped them from moving. And then three weeks later, he got announced. Similar thing with Henderson. It was really won't he... This, that, and the other. He wanted them for free. We're not going to give them for free. Then it was 10 mil. We rejected that. No, no, no. He went on pre-season and he flew back. That took time. That that one took like a week and a half, two weeks. The fact that in those two to three weeks, we did not manage to line up even a stopgap DM. Even a stopgap one who can just come in for three to four to five games in and out the team as a rotation piece once you get the actual one in. The fact that we failed to do that is a concern. The fact that we've still failed to address the centre-back and have not even actually really been linked with a centre-back or had any concrete links by Levi Caldwell or Pipe Dream. <laughs> like, that wasn't Pipe Dream. That was just delusional. I said anybody that thought we were signing Levi Caldwell, I, I, I don't know why anybody thought there was any sort of chance where we'd go for 80 million for him. And Chelsea would even like, why is it whenever Chelsea's involved, we'll actually spend 80, 90 mil? We'd spend 80 on Corbett, we'll spend 95 on Caicedo, but anyone else is like, no, we're, we're all right, you know. John Sterling? No, I'm, 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 again, I'm all right, you know, Ben Doak's better. Damn it. Ooh, big shout, big shout. Lewis is coming on this channel trying to clear out his players, man. We don't want Gallagher, we don't want Raheem. Hey, everyone wants our Deadwoods. You guys haven't taken anyone yet. To be fair, you've done a good job of docking them. Yeah, we have to yeah. be fair. The um, fact that you're getting it... rid of Kepa, though, you're getting rid of Kepa to either Bayern or Real Madrid is mental. I've, I've learned this summer to just not ask questions and to just accept. <laughs> just don't know. If Bayern wants him, Madrid wants him, fine. He can't touch the top corners, but okay. Yeah, like the, that, that, that was my hope. Yeah. I, that was my hope for like Sobislav's big debut moment. He had Kepa in goal. He was going to score an absolute screamer because Kepa yeah, can't save long shot. been like shithousing bangers against us just because Kepa's in the sticks. Yeah, I've, it must be nice being able to... Stella, Henderson, who else? <laughs> um, I'm sure Mane's had a banger against us or something. Uh, my yeah, favourite one was Daniel many, Sturridge. Sturridge one was my favourite in recent yeah, times. Um, Elliot, coming, coming straight back to you, mate. It's pretty obvious what we need to do in, for the rest of this window, but we're just going to, for the sake of it, discuss it anyway, just one last time before the season starts. Yeah. Before we, Because we, we are going to, believe it or not, guys, move on to actual football <laughs> in a few moments. This isn't just a transfer um, <laughs> podcast. But, Elliot, just one last time. We've got two centre-mids in. Like I said to Tom, it started off absolutely fantastic. Um, so, Bosley came out of absolutely nothing, and those are the best signings. Is Casado going to be the one that comes out of absolutely nothing to match that? Or, like I said to you before, I think I know what your answer is going to be. Is it another pipe dream? And we end up getting Lavia, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? Uh, to be honest, I'm 50-50 on it right now because, I mean, we've proved that, again, 
Liverpool want to do it out the blue with Tobias Light. They've done it to, well, they haven't done anything as much as such today, but the, things are developing clearly and it's been out the blue. So, my, my thoughts is I know Tom mentioned it, not been linked to a single centre half. My thoughts on that is maybe that'll just come out the blue again. So, I, I'm not. Listen, my I think I went on a rant on the last podcast about Lavia. This should have been happening four to five weeks ago. It didn't matter who it was, even if we disagreed with the signing, the signing should have been lined up four to five weeks ago because they needed them in for the preseason. It's not happened, so we just have to wait, just wait and be patient, I guess. But all I'm going to say is it, it, it adds to the fun, doesn't the football's back on? Thank God, say Christmas Eve tonight. <laughs> Um, but Liverpool have got a few weeks now where they can actually play some nice football and we can all be a bit excited or doom and gloom, but let's see what Joe can... A nice football. We're going to find all the ways our, our high line can be exploited by long this balls. This is going to be 17. Do you see the attackers, Sam? The attack, <laughs> come on, the attacking players. We're going for the 6-5s, the 7-4s. Yeah, it's, it's 13-14 all over again. That's a bit, bit it's, of fun, apart from no slipping, and we'll be all right. But I think it's, I think the end, the last next few weeks will be a bit just a bit of fun, a bit of stressful fun, because it's clear that Liverpool are going to make a move for someone because they're, they're jumping at now. Okay, say the Lavi is still there. Central half is needed. I mean, people will be you know, doom and gloom about it. But if Kaisados came out the blue today, I'd like to think the centre half would as well. So I think they're two positions needed. I've always said throughout the window, two defensive midfielders, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Obviously, take the one centre half left side. And I think Liverpool will be set for a very enjoyable, let's say, season. Absolutely. I, I think it's going to be 17 18 vibes again, mate, where we score three or four and concede two or three. So strap your seatbelts in. We, we could all lose a few inches of our hairline come the end of um, <laughs> May. But um, yeah, I, like Anfield Lad says, smash the like button, guys. It, it takes two seconds and it's absolutely free to do so. So yeah, that would be massively appreciated. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just going to give my two cents on it. I just don't know what to feel. Um, we've, I've been down so many times by the owners by the club you know sure many bellingham i remember when paul, um jürgen klopp signed that contract and paul joyce did an article saying that he's been assured the best players sure many jude bellingham are two names that you know liverpool are going to try and get neither of them happened jude bellingham was the most heartbroken i've been since for a transfer in a long time because i had my you know my every bit of me was invested into that side and it didn't happen um so when this came out today, I did quote it with the sit back and observe. Not everything needs a reaction meme. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to say anything. As this goes on, we're hearing more stuff coming out that they want it resolved tonight. So if it happens, we might be back live at some stage. But if it doesn't, we'll move on to the next. That is exactly how I'm seeing it now. But let's talk about actual football. And Lewis, we don't really watch Chelsea preseason games, believe it or not. I'm sure you get a lot of rival fans that do to look at your players and find mistakes and make fail comps and that. But um, I'm just yep. looking at your results. You obviously beat Wrexham 5-0, Brighton 4-3, Newcastle was 1-1, Fulham 2-0, Drew to Dortmund 1-1. We all know it's not about results in preseason. So what we want to know from you, because obviously we've not been watching, is how's it been, first of all, for Chelsea? And have you seen straight away what Pochettino is doing that, that we can expect for Sunday's game? It's just been it's been so refreshing. I won't lie to you. Like I think the best thing about it as well that is that we've mostly been playing Premier League teams, like some Brighton, like some Newcastle, teams that did well, especially against us last season. We look a lot more cohesive as a team. We're pressing much better. 
Um, we're actually taking our chances. We're making chances quicker. We look dangerous on the counter-attack. It's not all been amazing. Like, the midfield has looked a little bit shaky at times. I do think that's going to be a little bit of a worrying point for us. The left-hand side as well, neither one of Cucurella or Chilwell's looked impressive. Sterling and Gallagher as well. Other than that, all the young new signings, all the guys returning back on loan, have all looked impressive. That and Thiago Silva and Reese James, of course. But everybody else has looked very exciting. We look like a team of new ideas. And that's why I'm so excited going into this game on Sunday. I haven't felt like this going into a big six game in about 18 months. <laughs> and I think we've already gone a long way. And it's, again, not to say we're going to walk through you guys, but I'm interested. I'm very interested to see how we handle the challenge. What sort of like differences, like, have you seen anything straight away where you're looking at it and think, oh, that's new, like, that could he can score goals now? And that thing was Jackson, just Lampard's not there. As long as Lampard's not there, you're flying. We're keeping the ball a bit more, we're making more chances, we're taking more chances. Everything's just been raised, although the bar was in hell last year, but it's still (laughs) been raised. That's why I'm saying it's something. The fact that it's against Premier League teams is another good point, but I need to see it in final form when everybody's fit, when everybody's prepared. That's why I can fully gauge where my team's at. Exactly. I've just got a quick question because I've looked at Chelsea throughout this preseason, not watched the games, but I've been looking at the results and that. And obviously, we don't know what's happening with Caicedo or Lavia. Yeah, that could change what you say at this point. But what do you reckon your midfield is actually going to be for that first game? Because I think just you're very light in that department at the minute. Well, I'm hoping, let's say Caicedo isn't done by then. I'm hoping it would be Santos, Enzo and Chukumeka. But I feel like Conor Gallagher is going to scrape his way into the team somehow. And he's probably <laughs> going to scrape it into the pivot, which isn't going to be good. But whatever Poch wants, we'll see how it works for now, isn't it? But that would mm. be the midfield I'd go for, as long as is, Caicedo will Is that Andre Santos had a good preseason, has he? Because I've been oh, there a yeah. lot, but I've never seen anything. He looks so good, so composed for his age, always makes the right decisions, very physical, already commanding, just needs a bit more time, a bit more experience, but I see a brilliant DM in the making with him. Great, mm. so another team's got a good DM ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Stefan to be fair, so, you know, get your stocks in and stuff. Um, but, um, Elliot, just coming to you, mate, on our preseason, that we've done so many streams and it seems like preseason's mm. gone on forever, but I think it's fair yeah. to say that there are a few concerns going into the season. And there's one thing we've got right, which is attacking and scoring goals. Absolutely amazing. You know, we've, we've said in the last podcast that there's absolutely no issue with that. And in fact, the only issue we have is picking three to start because there's five of them that could all start. But the other side of things, mate, are you still slightly worried about Chelsea's attack against those uh, high lines and over the ball, over the top balls for us? I mean, as I said it the other day, I think regardless of the context, a way to Stamford Bridge is always one of the biggest games and you have every right to be nervous about it, especially now Chelsea. I've, funnily enough, you said none of us watched it. The summer series was on Sky, wasn't it, quite late. Um, oh, yeah, so I, I managed to managed to catch, mm. I think it was the Chelsea-Brighton. I mean, it, what did take a red card and stuff. But Chelsea, I thought the attacking... The young, young attacking players look fresh and they've got actually some... I'm not gonna, not even going to say new ideas because I don't think they had any idea last season under Lampard. So uh, they've got some ideas and been told how to play and I think they look like a good threat. Mudrick looks very fresh and, and we all know he's absolutely lighting and then Jackson, I think, has looked really good sign. And so I think the thing is that Liverpool probably... 
the, the good thing about Liverpool's concerns is they're the most easiest ones we can all we've all like died. We've all spoke about them so much this this summer that surely the coaching staff, Jurgen Glapp, can just go, yeah, I know how to sort it out. And he mentioned after Darmstadt that he thinks there needs to be a formation for the Chelsea game, not specifically for the season. So I'm very interested to see whether he may just go a bit more conservative because it's Stamford Bridge away from home and we mm. might even come away from the free back invertedness that we've seen throughout this, this pre-season. But that could just be all, all a ruse to think get Poch thinking, oh, we need to set up differently as well. It's all about the mind games and because it's proper football's back, we can look at every single comment a bit more in depth and it's brilliant. So I'm, I'm excited and nervous but I think Liverpool's concerns are easy for everyone to see so I'd like to think they, they are stopped within literally two to three games of the season oh, Absolutely and Tom having your your son it mate the last four games against Chelsea if you include the cup finals have all been nil-nil um, you know there's been a, there's been a lot of talk that this one could be different and I agree to prefer because neither side's got the midfield that they want going into the rest of the season Chelsea are in transition. I wouldn't say we're necessarily in transition in that sense, but we're going into something that we haven't really done before with players, key members of the squad that have left. So both sides don't really know what to expect from each other this early on in the season. So is there an argument to be had that this is actually the best time to get this horrible, stinky away game out of the way? I don't think there's ever the best time to get Stamford Bridge out of the way. I think I, I think the issue that we could run into is the fact that this is the first time in a good couple of years, even a little bit at the end of Tuchel, I, th- I thought the Chelsea fan base was a little bit fractured, a little bit divided. This is the first time I've seen the majority all on the same side or just mm. back enjoying what they're seeing, backing what they're seeing. And that's going to create a brilliant atmosphere on the open day. Stamford Bridge is always a crap place for us to go. I hate Chelsea. I hate Stamford Bridge. Too much of an annoyance there. Like I, <laughs> I think Chaos arrival. That's cool. Ultimately, I think for us, it's just going to be about if we can score more. We cannot go into this game trying to control it because we have no control. To control a game, you need to have control of all three phases. We have zero zero control of the defensive phase zero because we don't have the structure for it. I think we're lacking the players for it. I think there's a severe lack of just everything. When you look at how good our attack has been as well, and you look at the way that Sabat Sly and McAllister, although there's a little bit more that you can expect from them, you're starting to see signs of what they can provide. I think we're just going to have to go into this game and try and score one more than you in classic Liverpool way, which I think we could do. But the issue that we have is, I think Chelsea, in previous years... Chelsea have actually had better games than us at points. I mean, the last four nil-nils. Stamford Bridge last season, they were better. And at least one of the cup finals, you could argue that they were the better side or should have at least won. So it's not like we blow them away. But we totally got... different team now, though. Totally different team for Chelsea, isn't it? So mm, It's a Chelsea team that can score goals now, and that's what worries me. I, I, Alisson Becker will stop a lot of them. But this Nicholas Jackson, Mikhail yeah, Mudge had a bit of confidence. You know, not I think Madueke is actually injured, but you fucking Raheem Sterling yeah, being a war up for Chelsea, so we'll probably pop up. The, the, there's plays in this Chelsea side that scare me in front of goal now compared to last season when I was happy to let Kai Havertz have six shots on goal <laughs> because he won't score any of them. 
or when <laughs> I <laughs> which one? Which one? Mateo Kovacic last season at Stamford Bridge when he missed about three no. was chances. Oh yeah, but at least Kova was a midfielder. We had a donkey up top every game last season. <laughs> like that, that, that's that's my worry going. I, I think our attack can hurt Chelsea. This is the one thing I will say. I think our attack can really hurt Chelsea because I think it's just it's clicked. Salah, Gakpo. Diaz, Joss, and Nuna, whatever combination of the five. his picture. <laughs> <laughs> whatever combination of the five they want to run with in that attack can cause real damage to Chelsea. Yeah. Sorry, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. There. I just clicked better. the comment and he had Hassamaz's picture. It's just going to be about which one's better. Wh- yeah, which team has the better attack on the day? Because I don't really think there's going to be a midfield battle because neither team wants the ball in the midfield. <laughs> Yeah. Um, to be fair, I went to, I know we say it's a completely different team, but I went to the Carabao Cup final and I just seem to remember, a lot of that game seems to be a blur, but I do remember them just getting through us every time. Yeah, it was offside more times than not. I think they put the ball in the back of the net a few times. And this was a Liverpool that went for a quad. This was a Liverpool. A sign of things to come almost. Exactly, exactly that. So for me, if they can do it against that team that got plus 90 points, that got to a Champions League final, that won the two domestic cups with Lukaku and Havertz, then they can definitely do it on Sunday. I'm telling you that now. Van Dijk's regressed. Um, Canate, um, I rate Canate, but he's still got a moment in him where you know he might not be fully switched on. And then Matip and Gomez, they're not going to... Well, hope they don't play. But if they did play, then I'd be truly concerned. But... Um, yeah, it's the first time I think where I'm genuinely thinking I don't know what to expect. I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea won or won heavily, and I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool won or won heavily. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a nil-nil. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a score draw. <laughs> Literally anything can happen on Sunday afternoon, which I think makes it really exciting. Um, but coming back to you, Lewis, is there any sort of weak spot straight away from your side that you think we can exploit and then if you're looking at our team, where do you think Chelsea are going to go down to exploit? I think from us, the left-hand side looks worrying. Neither <laughs> one of Cucurella or Chilwellers look good. Yeah, Cucurella's yeah. better defensively, but just has so many lapses in concentration. Chilwell just gets beaten for fun. But he's better going forward, at least. So I think there's going to be some problems on that side. The midfield, I think both midfields can be got at, but that's why I think we'd be better off just trying to play for quick football and catching you in transition. Because I've seen from some of the goals you can see that you still struggle in that regard. Yeah. But I can't say midfield is going to be our weakness because I think it'll be your weakness as well. That's just going to be a giant mess of turnovers. So that's why it's hard to predict this game. We could win, we could lose. It could go either way. One side could could thrash the other. I really don't know what to expect because when you don't have a good midfield, you just you don't have control. And when you don't have control, it could go either way. It just depends on how the other team's playing. And it's the same energy for us. Completely. As soon as you mentioned that left side, I was like, oh, he took the words right out <laughs> of my mouth. Um, stay finessing. Says apparently Mudrick is turning Trent into a ballerina tomorrow. Why? What's happening tomorrow, mate? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. I am looking um, forward to that battle, though, because I do think he's going to leave him a bit of space. It will be interesting. Going against Canate, I think a bit more. It's going to be more so Canate yeah, trying to bully yeah, yeah. Mudrick. But if Mudrick Mudrick's quicker, so there's a real chance that Mud if Mudrick's able to get in behind Canate with his pace, I knock the ball past him and Canate goes in and misses. 
then we so, are yeah. in major, major trouble. It's panic staging <laughs> because we have no one left. Van Dyke will be too busy covering Robertson's arse. So it will be Mudrick and about two others in a one on, in a one on three against Allison, which oh, is yeah. a real concern. Yeah. So Tom, why should there, Tom? Oh, um, yeah. I'll flip the question to you, mate. And is I know what the answer is going to be, but is it just as simple as going down the left, or is there other weak spots in our team where you think they can? you know, come at us and then likewise to them, where do you see the game if we are to win it being won for us? Um, down the left is going to be the main side that they go to, but I think the way that you really hurt us is down the right. I just don't know who you've got down the right because at least on the left where Trent and Robertson, Trent and Canati play, they know what to do. They might get caught out, but they know what to do. With Robertson's situation at the minute and Van Dijk, they don't know what to do. They have no idea what they're supposed to do when uh, when Robbo goes forwards and there's just acres of space left there, which we are not being able to deal with at the minute. That, for me, if you're already... I don't know who's going to play on the right-hand side, which is the big thing. If you're going stale and it probably won't work as well because I don't think he's as quick as he used to be. But if you've got someone who's rapid down that right-hand side, we could be in real trouble because you can just pump so many long balls over our defence and we will get lost. I think for us... I'm looking at there's three real potential matchups. I'm looking at if you can get Sobert Sly on the ball because although he says this Andre Santos kid has been really good in preseason, I know Chuck Wameka he's highly thought of. Obviously Enzo Fernandez. I still think it's a little bit of the young midfield, and I don't know how well it's going to gel together. And I don't think Chuck Wameka is really a box to box sort of thing. So maybe you got Enzo and Andre in the pivot or something. But I think Sobert Sly is a real big chance for him. I think there might be a little bit of space to exploit in the midfield on an attacking end, which is about all we've got in our midfield. And then I think for us, ultimately, it'll be, can we... Salah Chilwell is always going to be one because Mo Salah is... I I don't rate Chilwell very highly. And I think Mo Salah is the best winger in the the Premier League. So he's going to... And on open days, well, he's got like a mad record on a score on open days. Like Salah will do what Salah does. The other one that I'm looking at is what's Cody Gakpo going to be like against your defense? Because I don't know who's going to start at centre back. Is it going to be Thiago Silva and Colwell? Is it going to be is the Zassi going to make his debut or like nah, the Zassi ain't played a minute of football for us? I don't think you'll see him. Right, so it'd probably then be Thiago Silva and Col and Colwell. I wonder yeah, if yeah. Cody Gakpo could potentially drag create enough space by dragging them out because I think he's very good at that and I think because of physical presence being 6-4 centre-backs don't really want him getting the ball as much as they were kind of letting Bobby Firmino get it because Gap was a bit of a different beast to deal with mm. the, the, the one the only other one that I'm looking at is maybe Diaz versus Reese James but I don't I don't think we're going to start Luis Diaz to be honest so I don't really see that one happening We'll get into that. We'll get everyone's predicted lineups in uh, a few moments' time. But Elliot, just to finish off looking at sort of danger zones, do you just echo what's been said? Is it as simple as the left-hand side? Um, I think it's probably more to do with how each team generally thinks they can like, go at this fixture because Liverpool, I know <laughs> the midfield's less, not a lot of control, but it depends if... For Liverpool, say I think McAllister in the six can bring control. I think that I think he can on the ball. It depends if Liverpool have the confidence right now. Klopp has the confidence with this. You can say young group of players to go to Stamford Bridge and dominate the ball because I think you could probably argue 
I don't think you can really ever say Liverpool have actually gone to Stamford Bridge with that confidence because look at the results. They've never been, you know, ex- outstanding victories apart from the one when Christensen got sent off in, in COVID. I can uh, off the top of my head. So I think it depends on how Klopp wants to go for the game, unless he wants to go for the classic Liverpool try and counter attack and win. I think not looking at the weaknesses of the players. I think you've got to look at the weaknesses of how literally both managers are going to go for. I think Potch would like to try and just be authoritative and dominate the game. So therefore, Liverpool have got to react. So I think it's going to be a very interesting tactical battle for the first game of the season as well. But my my natural prediction is score draw because of what everyone has just said. I think both teams are unpredictable at the moment. This first game of the season, big six game. I think it could even be like a three all on on the cards because because of that. But I do think the tactical approach will be where it's won. I mean, I know it's a simple thing to say, but compared to just saying it's a weakness here, which will be cause of a three points going either way, I think it'll be how each manager thinks they can best get at the opposition. Absolutely. Um, I guess that brings us to lineups. And Lewis, I'm going to ask you to be bold and predict your start in 11. And then at the end, give us what your score prediction is going to be. Bearing so mind, the one I want or the clear. one you think Poch is going for? Oh, um, yeah, let's see. So yeah, say yours. What what you want, mate? Yeah. My one. Okay, yeah. so I'd, I'd start Sanchez because I don't rate Kepa like that. Um, <laughs> James, Thiago Silva, Cole will. If Lewis Hall's still here, I'd pick Lewis Hall. Um, he's probably going on loan to Crystal Palace. If not, Ian Matson. Then we'll go. Actually, no, 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 no. Lewis Hall or regrettably Cucurella. Um Enzo and Santos. Chokumeka in the 10. Mudrick on the left. Ian Matson on the right. Nicholas Jackson up front. I'll uh, go 3 2 Chelsea. It's going to be high scoring, but Chelsea just edge it. Tom, I might be being naive, but I've heard that lineup. I'm not moved. I don't know. I wouldn't blame you. On paper, like it doesn't sound like it. Only because I've watched them in pre-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them impressed me. Yeah, if, no, if, that's if it. the fact that when you normally hear Chelsea lineups, it's yeah, big names, yeah, and the, there's not really many big names in there per se. There's players who can become big names, but there's yeah. not many at that point now. I think for us, I would go Allison, Trent, Canate, Van Dijk. Robertson or Kwanzaa. I'm still stuck between those two. No, at Stamford Bridge. I think Kwanzaa's got it. You know, I, I'm. I don't. I don't. I do really like him. I do agree with you, Tom. I do. Yeah, but I'm, not throw, I'm not throwing him in Stamford Bridge. I'm not throwing him in Stamford Bridge. I don't know. I'm, I'm fine. I, I think. I, I think no, he's someone no. who could rise to the occasion. But Robertson's probably gonna like. I'll, I'll talk about yeah. Robertson first. Um, McAllister at the six. Um, Sobert Sly and oh, Gakpo or Jones. I'm gonna go Gakpo because I think we need to attack. Uh, Salah on the right is Nunes fit or is he injured? Because I know he went He's training, fit. he was He's media fit. duties. Yeah, um, I'd have Nunes up front because he's had a really good preseason, and I'd have Diaz on the left. Because I think you need something a little bit different in that front line, and then that that leaves Josh on the bench to be a poacher with twenty five to go. 
Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Elliot. Sorry, I'm oh, wait, hang point. on. We didn't get a Tom's score. Oh, yeah, go on, Tom. Oh, score prediction. 7-6. Uh, <laughs> Come on, real score, mate. Uh, the, the, it's going to be a high score, like 3-2-4-3. To who? The fact that we've done 45 minutes on the stream and not one person has praised anyone in their oh, defence so far. It, it's very telling. I'm not going to predict a low-scoring game when everyone's just went, our defence isn't great. You can get you can attack us here and here. So, I think, like, 4-3. Two. Clicked the you know the back button on your mouse and kicked me out. <laughs> um, what did you say? Four three. Four three towards you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Elliot, what are you saying, mate? Right, just this face open because I'm gonna go off what Klopp said. I reckon he might. I think there's a slight chance he'll go. Alison Gomez at right back. I think he may because of what he said. I'm going off what he said. Gomez, Canate, Van Dyke, Robertson, Trent next to McAllister. I want McAllister in the six, even if Jones fit, because I think McAllister brings a bit of control and against arms as you've thrown a couple more challenges in and actually putting the ball. Whereas when Jones went against Bayern, he was just bringing everyone down. Um and then I think I, I really do want to see Nunes, but I think he's gonna go Jota Diaz Gakpo Salah is like a four. Um that's dropping Sabah's lie, but if he goes with the four at the back, I think it would make sense. Um, but I'm 50-50 with the three back and the four back because just purely off club said. And I wanna I wanna say three all, but I feel like teams may be a bit more, you know, tentative, I guess, because it's the opening day. So I'll say I'll say two all. I can't pick a winner. I generally can't pick a winner at all because I like you're picking a very boring game compared to the standard of everyone yeah. else so far, haven't you? <laughs> well, two twos that you know, end to end. I can't it's got to be end to end. I don't think it can be anything else. But I want to say three all, but I think two two just because it's the opening day, and you know we'll have to see where both teams are. And I know you both said you're not moved by that Chelsea lad, but I do think it's an exciting young team, and I think a big difference to what Chelsea have had over the last couple of years, which is probably an important yeah. difference. So I do think That's it'll true. be it'll be a nice. I think Chelsea are in for a good season myself, so I think they'll be an exciting team to watch as well. Mm. I'm just going to keep mine simple. I'm looking at the lineup from the Barnstack game. My one is exactly that. But I don't see Gakpo starting as the advanced eight. I think it will be um, McAllister as the six, Sabozlai, and then maybe Jones. What I did say yesterday that I've got a mad feeling, and this isn't based on anything, this is just me throwing a bold prediction out there. That Tiago Alcantara has been wrapped up in cotton wool all preseason, and they said to him, "No, no, no! Superstars don't need to play every game. You can throw a superstar in. You can throw him in here." Oh, superstar has remembered in February. He's been training though. He's just not been when he do Benji not remember when he came on came on against Newcastle in his first season. I've just been injured. A feeling that Tiago Alcantara plays on Sunday. Oh, I'd, I'd be shocked. I'll. I'll I'd be shocked. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I wouldn't do it because then I, I worry with him. If we've sat there this summer and went, we want Tiago to be used as a luxury player next season. You don't bring your luxury player in for the first game of the season when you haven't played in, in five months. You can play him here and then Bournemouth, Harvey Elliott or Curtis Jones. You don't need Tiago for Bournemouth. No, it, it's not. It's not. That I need to save him for Bournemouth. We can manage against Bournemouth. It's the fact that. He's so he lacks yeah, so much match sharpness. He lacks so much match sharpness at the minute because he hasn't played in four or five months. It's just my bold prediction. It's probably not going to happen. That like it, I, I just really we'll, we'll, something spicy about the prediction. We like it, Ben. We like it. He'd get injured. 
He'd get injured now and I look. He'd yeah, come off for 20 minutes and get injured. It is probably, like I said, it's probably going to be Mack in the six, Abosai, and then Jones. No Quanta? No, absolutely not. But I agree. I I think the front three will be Diaz, uh, Salah. But I think it will be I think it will be either Gakpo or Jota up front. I don't think Nunes starts this game. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's a great option to have, isn't it? You know, we've we've asked for this depth for so long now, um, and we've got it. So let's just see what Klopp does. Uh, before we go, Lewis, there was a comment for you, mate. Uh, Sean says, "Are you going live tonight?" Potentially. I'm literally just waiting for one of these two clubs to drop a bid. Then I'm going live. As of right now, I need to go do some shopping. But this, I know this club literally works on the worst time for me. So as soon as I step out of the house, we'll get it. Here we go. But yeah. get it done tonight, please. I beg, please. That's, that's how it works, isn't it? It's always when you're doing something. But yeah, uh, you guys probably already subbed to Lewis's channel, especially if you're Chelsea fan. But the link is in the description. Obviously, if you want to check that out, smash the subscribe and uh, like his stuff. Um, uh, yeah, that's it, guys. What a preview that has been. I did not expect it to be a transfer show. I cannot lie, but that's what it turned out to be. But um, let's see what happens. Chelsea versus Liverpool. Mad game to start the season. You know, we normally get a promoted team in Orange City or something like that. But no, this time they gave us Chelsea away. So I guess they it's the best the time of bottom off, like. What? They kept with the theme of bottom half scenes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's literally it. That's literally it. We ain't, we ain't got Europe, so we get to join with you guys this time. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't give a score prediction, did I? Uh, just before we go, I'm going to say 2-1 Liverpool. That's what I'm going to say. boring game. Only because I'm going. Me and I... for big, exciting games. I, you know, I said it would be exciting. Then. I said it would be It will be exciting. Of course, it's going to be Stamford Bridge. 2-1 game at Stamford Bridge. Not exciting. <laughs> I said 4-3 four, four, be really exciting. Of course, but 2-1 could still be exciting. But guys, uh, make sure you smash the like button on the way out. Subscribe to the channel. We'll be live after the game on Sunday to talk through it all. Um, big up, Lewis, for coming on again. Massive thanks for that. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time, guys. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.